1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to MoneyWise, and good Sunday morning to Peter Lance. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So, Pete, how are you feeling today? You feeling good? I'm feeling good always. Good. Well, today we're going to be talking about best financial tips, and we want to go through some of the top 10 financial tips of all time for how you can improve your finances, make more money, save more money, retire early perhaps. And it requires a little bit of planning, doesn't it, Pete? It does. And, you know, I think a lot of these may seem somewhat obvious when you actually hear them, but uh, really we're just sort of reiterating the top 10 things that you can do to make your financial future uh, better. And all it takes is just a little bit of discipline. And um, I'll have to look up the quote, but I think it says something like, you have to do something every day for 30 days to make it a habit. Yep, you have to create good money habits. So that's what you need to do. Well, who do you think said this, Pete? Always bear in mind that your own resolution to succeed is more important than any other one thing. Oh, was it Ben Franklin? Nope. It was Abraham Lincoln who said that. Okay. I, I try to, you know, think of the top quote people throughout history that you enjoy. Well, I like Abraham Lincoln. I like Ben Franklin. Um, I like Franklin Roosevelt sometimes. And you really like Rodney Dangerfield. I love Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Guess what, Pete? I have no Rodney Dangerfield quotes today for you. All right, that's it. So the show is going to you know, not be as good as usual. Oh, no, it will always be wonderful. We are the most listened to radio program on the weekend in this whole southeastern Massachusetts area. So thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And Pete, thank you, as always, for being here to make my life happier. Oh, I'm glad I'm doing that today, at least. I've, I've liked your company all my life, except when you were really young and I had to change diapers. I'm sure that my teenage years were a little bit worse than changing diapers. Probably worse. <laughs> I miss my children when they were younger. Yeah, it's a wonderful age, isn't it? Well, let's start talking about some top tips. We've got a lot of good information. And by the way, MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. You can reach us at 508-998-8858. We're happy to take your calls. We're happy to answer your questions. Most importantly, we're happy to help you plan for a more successful financial future. So here's tip number one. Always get paid what you're worth and spend less than what you earn. I wonder how many people think that they may have a spending problem. Well, I think that's one of the big things. Um, again, just spending habits. Uh, there's a quote out there where you know, it says, if you can't manage a $1,000 portfolio... You can't manage a $10,000 portfolio, you can't manage a $100,000 portfolio, and you can't manage a million-dollar portfolio. In other words, if you're going to be bad with $1,000 and spend beyond your means, then even if you have a million dollars, you're going to find a way to spend beyond your, ne your means and get into money trouble. I was reading some articles recently about people who are ultra-savers, and their plan is to retire when they're 30 or 35 years of age and never have to work again. And so they're 
extremely frugal in what they spend their money on, and then they save and they save and they invest and they save. Well, that's really the biggest thing is you just have to spend less than you take in. Right. And how do you plan for that? Well, my favorite thing is you've always got to have a budget because if you don't have a budget, you don't have any clue where you're going, what your money is being used for, and where you could save more money, right? That's right. And that's one of the things that we always ask a, a prospect or a client um, to do when we first sit down with them is we talk about goals and what their retirement dreams are, uh, what their goals are for themselves, for their spouse, for their children, uh, for their charities. And then we have to get uh, pieces of the puzzle put together before we can have the puzzle whole and show you exactly what we're going to create for you. And one of the big pieces of that puzzle is your budget. We really need to know what you're taking in and what you're paying out every single month. And it really doesn't matter what you earn, whether you're making thousands of dollars a year or hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. If you don't have a budget, you're really shortchanging yourself entirely. You have no idea what you're spending or where you could cut back. Yep. And so again, that's something that we really require. And it's one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle. And a lot of people um, are surprised when they see really what they're spending. And it's more challenging in today's world than it was even 10 years ago. And certainly more than it was 20 years ago, because there's a lot more things that are paid for electronically, either on an app on your phone, uh, and then, you know, using your smartwatch to pay for things, um, subscriptions that are electronic based through your computer or your phone. And really, it's something that people are very surprised when you find out how much you spend. So that's something that we do is we sit down side by side with you and we go over it. Or some people are more comfortable going home and doing it on their own. Uh, it's really entirely up to you, but it really ni- needs to be done. And, and just to go a little bit deeper into how easy it is to spend money nowadays. Uh, my wife likes to go to Dunkin' Donuts often, and I've found that it's much easier to use the Dunkin' Donut uh, app on my phone. And by the time I go there, it's already sitting and waiting for me. Um, so I enjoy doing that, but it's so easy to just go on an app and click, you know, buy and not really track it, not really see how much money is being spent on Dunkin' Donuts every month. Um, Another example of how easy it is to spend money nowadays is I have a smartwatch. I've had one for a while. And last week I went to go and deposit money into um, my bank ATM, uh, which accepts cash deposits at the ATM, Mm -hmm. and swallowed my debit card. And I went inside and they told me that I couldn't get one uh, right away. I could get a temporary one possibly, but I had to wait for a while and I didn't have the time. And then I realized... My card is linked to my smartwatch, so I've been going around for the past week and just pressing a button on my watch and holding it up to the card reader at Shaw's and Walgreens and everything else to pay for my things. So that makes it a lot easier to spend money, doesn't it? Exactly. So it's much harder to track things nowadays, which is why it's much more important to use a budget form that we have and we Mm. provide to you now more than ever. So give us a call, and we'll be happy to send you a budget form, or send us an email, and we'll be happy to email you the budget form. And you can email us at info at usawealthgroup.com. We'll be happy to send you that, or any of the other many financial forms that we have that might be of use to you. But so number, the, number one is do a budget. Yeah, well, so that's the, our number two um, of our top 10 is to, to do a budget, but it's really one of the bigger um, ones in the top 10. And again, I, I know 
people who make, you know, a quarter of a million dollars a year or more, and they don't stick to a budget and they spend basically more than what they're taking in. They live a nice lifestyle, but, you know, they may be struggling a bit to pay bills on time. And yet I know other people who, you know, earn a combined maybe $100,000 a year, and they have quite a bit of savings and retirement assets because they spend well within their means. So again, uh, it's really all about setting those money habits. Mm-hmm. Well, the next thing I would suggest is really important is to pay off credit card debt. Credit card debt, credit card offers are out there for a reason. They make money off the credit cards. Sometimes you're paying anything from 15 to 30% interest on a credit card. That's a lot of money. That's what they're in business to do. That's how they make money is they make money by counting on the fact that you're not going to pay off your credit card balance at the end of the month. Capital One doesn't... Capital One doesn't spend millions upon millions upon millions of advertising dollars every year, um, you know, just for the heck of it. They're doing it to entice you and hiring Samuel L. Jackson to be their spokesperson because they're charging people. Usually it's around 18 to 20 percent is, is the average that I see when clients come in with their bills for me to look over. So think about that. 18 to 20 percent, you're paying somebody else. And it's, it's really... Um, something that a lot of people need to change more than ever. And I have a credit card for emergency use only. Um, my wife and I have very little credit card debt because uh, it's it's just not a, a good thing, a good use of your money to be piling it into Capital One's pockets. Well, so the number one most important thing you can do to help yourself financially is to have a budget. But the number one obstacle to getting ahead financially is having credit card debt. It just sucks the interest out of you every single month. So these little pieces of plastic are really convenient to use. It's easy to forget that it's real money you're dealing with when you whip them out to pay for a purchase, whether it's big or small. And you know, despite the fact that we might have a good resolve to pay the balance off quickly, the reality is that we really often don't pay it off quickly. And therefore, you end up paying uh, much more for the things that you buy than if you had paid for it with cash. Yeah, and you know, I, I see people all the time, they wait for the Massachusetts tax-free weekend, and they go out and they spend a bunch of money on appliances or electronics, and they put it on credit cards. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, you're sort of defeating the purpose because you're paying a ton of money in, in interest. And then, I, you know, it's also funny, too, because people always want to talk about how much their retirement assets are earning. And a lot of people, they want to earn you know, 6% uh, without, you know, the fear of, of losing uh, any of their principal. Um, or some people say they want to earn 10%, but they're okay with losing some principal and being in the market. Um, and yet, they're, they're so focused on what they could be earning, should be earning, want to be earning uh, with their retirement assets. And yet, they're the same people that sometimes I see forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 or more credit card debt that you're paying this high interest. So it's it's like polar opposite thinking, really. Mm-hmm. It is. I wonder how many people, if you're younger, are contributing to a retirement plan. It's a great way to save. It's tax-deferred savings. You're not paying income taxes on the money that you contribute into a company-offered 401k plan or an employer-sponsored 401 or retirement savings program. Yeah, and if you're... Um 
if you or your children or your grandchildren are working somewhere where they're not able to contribute to a 401k or, you know, if they're a teacher or 403b, um, reach out to me and I'd be happy to set up a uh, retirement account for them, a, an IRA or a Roth IRA, or if they're a 1099 employee, um, you know, a simple IRA. And um, I posted something about this on Facebook recently where I, I said, I'm happy to help the person who, you know, may not have a lot of assets right now, but they're looking to build towards the future and they want to set aside $50 a week or something. I'll be happy to work with you and set up a retirement account for you if you want to do that. Um, I've had a few people reach out to me over the years saying, Pete, I know that you um, are a financial advisor and you're an investment advisor representative and you know, I've thought about opening up an account with you, but I was embarrassed because I only had, you know, $500 to invest or I only wanted to, you know, set aside $100 a month. Doesn't matter. And I say, Start. you know, you're doing a lot more than what most people are, and I'll be happy to help you out no matter what you're looking to set aside every month. You know, Groucho Marx once said, I refuse to join any club that would have me as a member. Think about that one for a second. Kind of a dumb quote. All right, I'll see if I can find a better one. There's some clubs I would not want to be a, a part of. I thought there was a punchline. I was waiting for it. No. How about a quotation from Jim Carrey? Do you like Jim Carrey? Yeah. He said, behind every great man is a woman rolling her eyes. I should have said, yeah, absolutely. That's one of the lines that he uses a lot in a movie called Mr. Popper's Penguins. It's a cute movie. He inherits oh. a whole bunch of penguins and turns his ritzy... ritzy New York City apartment into a penguin paradise, and he's got an assistant named Penny or something. And she every Pe single Penny Penguin every single thing that she says starts with a P. That's preposterous, Mr. Popper. <laughs> well, I, I think I have to say, fortunately, I have not seen that movie. It's cute. My kids like it. I only saw it because my kids, you know, like Jim Carrey, and they like to see those type of movies, of course. So I wonder how many people have the opportunity to contribute to a retirement plan at work, but they don't do it because they think they need the money for living expenses. So we've, it's been a while since we've talked about this, but we've always used the phrase, pay yourself first. So again, going back to number two, this is now uh, top saving tip number four, but number two, going back to the budget. Budget into your weekly um, budget, basically, uh, something to set aside towards yourself for retirement. Even if it starts out at $10 a week or $25 a week, do that. Pay yourself per first. Put it either into your company's uh, retirement plan, whether it's a 401k or 403b. Or if your company doesn't offer it, then open up an account with me. Pay yourself first. Whatever you can, every week, set it aside, and you will figure out how to work within that budget. Yep, and um, there are so many different kinds of retirement plans you can set up. For example, you could work someplace, have a 401k plan, contribute to it. You can also have an IRA uh, account for yourself, so you're able to do that. If you work for yourself, you're self-employed, you might set up your own uh, SEP IRA account. Yeah, so the one good thing about uh, SEP and simple IRAs, or especially with you know a 401k, 403b, is the contribution limits are, are higher. 
than if you just opened up a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA um, or both. Um, so if you're really looking to maximize your contributions, then a company's retirement plan is uh, usually the way to go. And we can show you all the different kinds of retirement accounts that are out there. But besides a retirement account, that's for the future, isn't it, Pete, when you think about it? Yeah, definitely. So what are you doing for the present? What if you want to buy something? Wouldn't it be nice if you could pay cash for something? So have a savings plan. Do something to set up a savings account or other investment account. Savings accounts aren't paying a lot of money right now, but, boy, um, it's a great way to start, isn't it? Yeah, and you just reminded me of a quote that I've seen a bunch of times, and it's contributed to a a rapper named Jay-Z. I don't know if he actually said it or not, um, but the quote that I see often on uh, Instagram, I follow a bunch of different financial uh, pages on Instagram, uh, says, uh, if you can't afford to buy something twice, you can't afford to buy it. So that's basically a, a, a way of saying pay with cash, and make sure that you have enough cash left over that you have it for you know emergency and other other purposes. Well, set up a savings account in any event. It's easy to do. And better yet, instead of having a regular savings account where you have to think and remind yourself about putting money into it, have it done automatically. Take 5% of your salary, for example. 5% is not a huge amount. Maybe you've got payroll savings at work from your paycheck account. Maybe you can have an arrangement when you deposit your check into your regular bank account, you might be able to automatically have 5% diverted over to your savings account. That's a nice way to save too, isn't it? Yeah, and there's other things too that you might be able to do. Um, A lot of banks nowadays, you can round up your debit card purchases. So say you go to Shaw's and you spend you know, $80.30, it can round it up automatically to $81, and the change uh, gets dumped automatically into a savings account. So uh, we have that, and I enjoy doing that, and it does build up the savings a lot faster than you realize. And then you transfer it over into something that will actually earn money instead of just sitting there in a savings account earning nothing. So let's say you built up a little bit of money into your savings account, Pete. When it gets to be a certain level, then maybe you want to think about doing something to invest that money into something else, right? Yes. And it again, something I say often is every single person that um, sits across from me or sits across from the two of us is completely different. Different ages, different um, you know stages in their lives, uh, different goals, different assets, everything. Um, so it's not always where we're going to say, you know, invest with us, uh, do a life insurance, a second life insurance policy to add some more protection for your loved ones. Uh, do an annuity that's tied to the market but not actually in the market so you can't lose principal. Or open up a brokerage account with me. That's not always the case that we're going to recommend that. It depends. If you know somebody is more comfortable doing different types of investments, we'll recommend you know a dozen different things that you can do. Uh, we'll make a recommendation as to which one we would do if we were in your shoes, but ultimately it's up to you. But we see far too many people, don't we, Dad, who have a lot of money either in the bank or even worse, you know, at home. We've got clients who have told us they have money in their closet, money in their sock drawer, money under their mattress. And then we've got other people 
again, as I talked about earlier, polar opposite thinking, who have a lot of money in the stock market. And, you know, they could be potentially earning a decent amount, but they're also subject to market risk, and especially with market volatility that we've been seeing over the last, you know, year or so. And then the other half of their assets, I mean, they may have $500,000 in the market, and you get the market risk, um, and then they've got a half a million dollars sitting in the bank, earning a quarter of a percent, if that. Well, And nothing uh- in between. And so it's, it's, it's all over the place sometimes. Um, and again, we make the recommendations. Ultimately, it's up to you as to which direction you go in. And you need to make saving a habit. You need to make investing a habit. If you can do that and make it a habit, then you're going to be far more uh, well off financially when you go to retire. A lot of people say, you know what, maybe I don't plan to retire. Maybe I plan to continue working. But you can't always count on that happening. You might become disabled. You might become ill. And you have to retire. And what if you don't have anything put aside? Yep. Well, we mentioned this quite frequently as well, probably two, three times a year. There was a uh, – I'll try to look it up on the phone if you want to talk for a minute. But I think it was something like 60% of all Americans didn't have enough savings to cover their expenses for six months if you know they lost their job and couldn't collect unemployment or anything. It well, it's so- even worse than that, Pete. It's, it's been es- estimated and calculated that 50% of all Americans could not put their hands on $400 if they had to. So um, – it's real important. So here's, here's something for a little lighter moment. Um, Steve Martin said, I like this, I've used it before, a day without sunshine is like, you know, night. You like that one, Pete? I like Steve Martin. I was really lucky to see him and, oh gosh, why can't I think of his name right now? Martin Short. Steve Martin and Martin Short. I saw them uh, in Providence a couple of years ago. Um, and it was hysterical. I was so happy to have seen him. He's, a, he's definitely one of my favorite comedians of all time. Yeah, mine also. But um, you need to do more than just save. You need to invest. And you also need to, next thing on my list, is maximize your employment benefits. Maybe you have a 401k at work. Maybe the company provides a match for you. And if so, you absolutely want to contribute as much as you can to it, but you want to make sure you're contributing enough to qualify for the match if they offer a match. Yes. And again, pay yourself first. If a company is going to be matching, pay up to what they're going to match and really try to stick to that and you're going to be very well off. Um, I just looked up a couple of things. First of all, 64% of Americans do not have enough retirement savings to retire and 48%, almost half of those people say they don't care. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, you know, hey, I I, I don't know how you wouldn't care about that. So what are your options when you go to retire if you haven't saved enough money? Well, we figure you're going to get Social Security, but you can't live on just that. It's not going to be enough money to live on all by itself. And then something else I I looked up is how many um, Americans have life insurance. Only one in every four Americans, 25% of all Americans have any life insurance at all. And I'd say probably at least half of those people don't have enough life insurance. So think about how many people need life insurance or need more life insurance. Yeah, and if you work for yourself in particular, you might want to think about having disability insurance. You don't hear a lot about that, but a lot of people don't bother with it either. 
So what about having a life insurance policy to pay off your car loan? If you bought a new car, see if you can get credit life insurance, possibly through the company, or if not, again, see us. It's actually less expensive to buy insurance through us than it is to get life insurance to cover a mortgage or life insurance to cover a car loan. Well, so so that's another thing. This is the next t- next uh, big tip is review your insurance coverages. And we're not just talking about uh, your life insurance coverages, if you have any. Um, it's about reviewing your home insurance, your auto insurance. Uh, if you own a business, your business owner's policy insurance. Um, and that's something that we can do right in this office with Cheryl and Deb and myself. Um, we've got a great team here, and people really enjoy uh, working with us, and we're saving people money and giving them good advice. Very few people, we cannot save money, or they already have a really good insurance policy, and we'll tell them, you have a great policy, stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, you have a really great policy. I'm also an agent for this same company. I can be your agent and keep the policy exactly as is. Again, that's entirely up to you. Well, you should review your insurance coverages. So my feeling is fairly simple as far as mortgages are concerned. If you have a mortgage, why would you not have an inexpensive term life insurance policy to pay off your mortgage in case something happened to you? Yeah. And, you know, term insurance is very inexpensive. And again, um, it's a good thing. It's a good tool for a lot of people. It's not for everyone, but we'll let you know if we recommend it or not. Whole life insurance really is, you know, of course, more expensive, but a lot of people probably don't realize that it can be used as a retirement tool, uh, a retirement asset. They can also borrow the cash value out and never pay it back if they don't want to. So there's a lot of different reasons to have life insurance, not just to protect someone in the event of your passing. Yep, and sometimes it makes a lot more sense to have whole life insurance or universal index life insurance that will grow as the stock market grows, for example. If the stock market grows, that's an important thing yep. to mention is that um, you know values can change if it's actually in the market. Um, one thing just to go back on, because we were just talking about reviewing your insurance, um, that that's you know one of the top 10 tips, of course. Number two was doing the budget. And that's something that I failed to mention and I wanted to. Okay. When we sit and meet with clients, one of the things that we do that's, I think, very helpful for most people is we say, okay, you're paying this amount of money for your cell phone bill. You know, do you have unlimited uh, uh, talk to text? I mean, unlimited texting, unlimited data, unlimited calls. And if you do, are you paying a premium for that? Maybe you're not really calling a whole lot of people, and you can be on a cheaper plan. Let's look into that. And I'll quickly pull up something on my computer and show them. You're paying, whatever, $120 a month for an unlimited plan because the person at the cell phone store told you that's, you know, the best thing. And you really are only using, you know, 30 minutes a month because you're only talking to your grandkids here and there and your spouse here and there. Maybe you can be on a cheaper plan. And then other people, you know, just the other day I met with someone who was talking about how much money he's spending on his cable bill. I talked to him about ways to cut the cable, which we've talked about on the radio before. Sure. When's the last time you looked at your cable bill? He said, I have no idea how I would even begin. I pulled it up on my computer. I showed him how to do it and how it was done. And he was very excited that he would still be able to watch all the same programs and not 
um, and not have to keep cable. Uh, it's not just that. When we go over a budget with you, we say, what about this bill? Could you lower this at all? What about this bill? Do you really need this? Um, so I think that's another really invaluable thing that we do. We're very in-depth with you know our, our financial planning across the board. Yeah, so step number one really is making sure that there's a budget, that you have some kind of a savings and investment plan. And I know I'm calling it all over the place, and I apologize, but... You know what, this is a sequence here. Years ago, I worked uh, as an exclusive agent for a company um, that I could only sell their products. And it was a, a company that I worked primarily with teachers and um, educators. And um, there were some teachers who had just started out their teaching careers, you know, 23, 24 years old. And a couple of them said, I want to maximize my 403B contributions. And I took a step back and I said, do you know what kind of position you're going to be in when you're ready to retire in you know, 40 years or less? You're going to be so far ahead of the game because you're maximizing your contributions now while you're young. And it's just going to mean your accounts are going to grow that much more. Um, just because of compounding interest at a young age, and I'm sure everybody's seen examples of that. So if you're listening and you're young, maximize your contributions to what we talked about before, either into your company's retirement plan, or if you're self-employed, or if your company doesn't offer a retirement plan, open up an account with me. Maximize your contributions either way now when you're young. It's going to mean it's going to mean a world of difference when you're older. So if you're older yep. and you have children or grandchildren who are in their um, you know, 18, 19, or early 20s, have them reach out to us and really have a talk with them about investing and saving as much now. Well, um, if you haven't done planning so far, if you're middle-aged, if you're closer to retirement and you haven't done planning, don't feel badly, but take some action and do something. Henry David Thoreau once said, never look back unless you're planning to go that way. And I don't think many of us can go backwards, can we? Nope. Pete, who's Heath Ledger? Was he the fellow who died at a young age? He played Batman or something? He played uh, Joker. The Joker? Yeah. But he died young, didn't he? He did. I think that it was some type of a drug overdose. Um, some people, I don't know. He, he was like a real method actor he really got into the character and some people you know speculated conspiracy theory type stuff that he kind of went crazy because he got so inside the head of his character of the joker i mean who knows hmm. well he once said i'm not good at future planning i don't plan at all i don't know what i'm doing tomorrow i don't have a day planner and i don't have a diary i completely live in the now not in the past not in the future and he died really young, unfortunately. Yeah, he did. Well, you just said you can't you can't step into your past. Um, I mean, that's an interesting way to approach life, I guess. But um, I will say it is important to live in the now, um, but also plan for the future. Um, you know, there's so many people who live in the now and they're not planning and they're going to be in real trouble when they go to retire. They may not be able to. So uh, it, it certainly doesn't make sense to live in the past by any means. Nothing, can, can, nothing good can come from living in the past. 
Uh, it sounds hokey to say this, but um, I say it to my daughter often. I say, you know, the, the present is a gift, and that's why they call it the present. And it's true. Um, that's you, a nice description. I say that to my daughter, Charlotte. She was on the radio somewhat recently. Um, I say that to her often, especially when she and I are riding a bike together or going for a hike or a walk together, because I already am missing her when she was a little bit younger, uh, but I'm very appreciative of being able to spend the time with her now. And you listening to the radio right now, you may be laying in bed or having your breakfast or on your way to church or something and appreciate Having a shower, getting dressed. Whatever. I'm not trying to visualize the listening audience (laughs) in the shower. Um, But appreciate the now, but plan for the future. Um, You're never going to get this moment back. And just appreciate that you're alive and breathing and and having this moment. Well, let me say a couple good words for just a short break here to talk about Lance Family Insurance Agency and in particular Cheryl Marciano and Deb who are working there taking really good care of our clients and customers. This past week, Cheryl met with a married couple. They had dropped off their policies to be reviewed. They had five cars and four policies. And two of their policies were for personal cars. One was for an antique automobile. One was for a commercial large truck. So Cheryl asked them why they had all these multiple policies and they were spending $4,700 a year for it. They just basically said, well, that's how they've always done it. She was able to say that, well, one of these cars qualifies for an antique in addition to your antique, so she could put two of the cars on an antique policy because they both qualified for that. Then she put two cars on a personal auto policy. She saved them a total of $1,800 by doing that. So they did not really need as many policies as they had, but if you don't know what car belongs on what kind of a policy then you're going to spend more money than what you have. To. And she was able to save them a lot of money. Now, she's phenomenal. And I've told, I don't know if I've actually told her this. Um, she knows how much I care about her as an employee and as a person. I've mentioned this to some people, and I've, I've probably told her she is without a doubt the best hire that I have ever made. And I don't think many people listening realize that uh, Lance Family Insurance has been around for as long as this radio show. We've been around since 2013. Um, 2013? I thought it was decades and decades. No, but she's she's phenomenal at what she does, not just for the business, but especially for our clients. And she wears um, all of her you know thoughts on her sleeve, I guess you'll thoughts, say. Thoughts, emotions, voices. She, she, she's... <laughs> a character and a half, but she is so good at what she does. She's passionate about it. Everybody that has spoken with her loves her. And this is her her world is insurance. And she'll tell people, listen, you have a great policy. There's really nothing I would change. You have good coverages. Uh, you're, you've got a good premium that you're paying. Um, I really think you should keep this policy. However, what she has done also is if, if they like talking with her and knowing what a, a good person she is and a, a, a good agent to have and, and like me as well, she can move the policy over to us anyways. Um, and she's done that you know fairly often. We had a client in this past week 
and I introduced her to Cheryl, and she liked her instantly, just like everyone does. And Cheryl said, how long have you been with your current um, company? And the woman said, oh, I guess about 20 years now. And she said, has anyone ever reached out to you and said, hey, I can um, requote your policy and see what kind of changes have happened in your life and maybe reduce some coverages or eliminate this or, you know, just requote you. It's been 20 years. And the woman said, no, nobody's ever reached out to me. Cheryl does this on her own yearly. She doesn't reach out to people necessarily, but what she'll do is she'll requote everybody as they're coming up on their anniversary. Um, and thankfully, it's not all at the same time, but she requotes everyone and she'll call them if she can save the money with a new company or if there's, you know, if, if, if the companies have changed something. And she'll call these people on their anniversary and say, hey, I requoted you. I'm able to save you an extra, whatever, 100 bucks a year, 200 bucks a year. And, um, of course, the people are interested, so they're going to make that change. She's so the, the bottom line, real simple, though, Pete, is if you think that you're paying too much for insurance or you're not sure, or if you don't know whether you have the right coverages, give a call to Lance Family Insurance and ask for a free review. It doesn't cost any money. You can simply send in a copy of your current policies, or you can make an appointment to see Cheryl or Deb, and call them at 508-998-8858, or call them at 774-992-0789. And again, I, I just can't speak highly enough about Cheryl. I promise you, if you give her a call, or if you reach out and say, here's my number, call me at some point, you're going to love her. You're going to fall in love with her. She, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't appreciate her and she saves people money easily nine times out of ten and she'll tell you she, she she's got no bull to her she'll tell it like it is she'll tell you that you're in a good policy already um, she also has her cell phone as do I on her business card and on my business card she talks to people she'll tell me uh, it's you know Wednesday night at eight o'clock, and she'll text me, "Hey, I just got off the phone with so and so. I saved him eight hundred dollars a year and wrote their new policies." Um, she'll text me at ten on a Saturday. I just went over to the Bourne Bridge and met with a client and delivered their new policies. And I mean, she doesn't just work nine to five, and neither do I. Um, we're constantly talking to clients through the phone, through email, or through text around the clock. So I suggest right now, Pete, that let's move on to a slightly different topic, which is when's the last time you took a look at your will? When's the last time you took a look at your estate plan or your trust? Very important. Really quickly, because I said I would do it, um, Cheryl's cell phone number. Um, she does do texting. So if you do texting and you say, hey, this is so-and-so I heard on the radio, I could reach out to you. Um, that's probably the best way. And then she'll call you when when uh, she's free. 508 685 2934, you're going to love her. But yes, it's very important to check your will. Um, if you have an estate plan to check that, laws change, things in your life change. Um, another thing to check is beneficiary forms. We talk about that all the time. Anything that has a beneficiary, um, which are a lot of retirement accounts and annuities and life insurance policies, just make sure that the beneficiaries are who you still wish them to be, and it's very easy to make a change uh, to any of these policies. We'll be happy to help you with that. Yep. And things change in your family all the time. You could have a, a, a child who suddenly becomes estranged. They've moved to a different part of the country. You haven't talked to them for a couple of years. We 
see a fair amount of that, unfortunately. But um, if you don't have a will, if you don't have a trust, just remember very simply, the government has a plan for you. They decide who gets your assets. So get in touch with Lance Law, Inc. They're excellent at what they do. And most people ought to have a will or a trust or both. And everybody. Adorable power of attorney. Everybody should have a will. Everybody should have the power of attorney, as you just mentioned. And everybody should have a health care proxy. Those three documents, everybody should have. Otherwise, there's going to be a contested, you know, estate when you pass. And even better, if you have an estate that warrants it, which a lot of people do, a lot of people don't realize that they have an estate large enough to really warrant having uh, an estate plan or other type of uh, trust. Um, There's all kinds of special needs trusts and, um, you know, life insurance trusts and all kinds of different scenarios that may be a huge benefit for you or your family, depending on, you know, again, your individual needs. So a lot more people really should have an estate plan as well, even if they don't think they have enough assets to warrant it. They probably do. And and reach out to the law firm. You can have a free consultation with uh, either my mother, attorney Tiny Lance, or attorney Mike Coleman. Um, their number is 508-998-8800. So in 2020, it was estimated that only 32% of Americans even had a will. Hmm. Which is, it just blows me away. If you have dependents, you absolutely need to have a will or trust or something. Well, as I said, there was only one in four of all Americans even have a life insurance policy. And most of those people don't have nearly enough. So it's, it's people just need to plan. And, and I've said this in the past before too. Once you plan, you're going to have such an overwhelming sense of relief that you've done it. And once you set the plan in place... A lot of it is sort of set it and forget it other than maybe checking, you know, uh, having a follow-up appointment once a year, once every two years, just to make sure that things are on track still with uh, us uh, on the um, investment advisor representative side, the financial planning side, or with the law firm and the estate planning side. So here's a question. You're going to feel so much better for doing it. If you have children, should you have a will? Absolutely. If you have a spouse, you should have a will. If you have, you know, siblings and no other, you know, no children and no beneficiary, you should have a will. Or if you're Leona Helmsley and you're worth $20 million, you could leave $2 million to your dog. I thought it was a cat, but okay. No, it was a dog. You know what the dog's name was? Lucky. No, it was called Trouble. (laughs) Anyway, that will was contested, which is an argument for doing a trust rather than a will. It's much more difficult to contest a trust. Well, you just said if you have children, should you have a will? Of course you should. You should also have life insurance, especially if they're younger children and they are not on their own and out in the world yet. You should absolutely have both of those. You're you're really doing a huge disservice to your family if you don't. Um, Well, it's called planning. I've mentioned this before also. Um, If you have children or grandchildren who are young, I I just said this earlier, Tell them to see me. Tell them to see us. We'll get them saving into something now for their future. And I have mentioned this on the the radio in the past. When my children turn 18, I am getting them uh, set up with IRAs as a birthday present. They may not think it's the best thing, but they'll sure thank me for it later. Yep. So 
What if you're a young couple and you figure you can't afford to do an estate plan or a will and you just had your first child? Maybe your parents would do that as a present for you. What a nice thing they could do to to help their children. Well, so if you're listening and you have grandchildren who are of or about that age, reach out to us and give that to them as uh, as, as a birthday present or as a graduation from high school present. Um, again, they may not think it's the best thing ever, but think about the legacy that that will leave for when you're gone. And 20 years later, they have amassed a very large retirement account and thinking, I can retire early, certainly on time, but I can retire early if I want to, thanks to grandma or grandpa or papa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. You know, you can take a simple calendar if you have a calendar on your wall and you can mark up your calendar at the beginning of every year and call it a financial calendar and put down when certain things might need to get paid and so forth so you don't forget them. There's a lot of very simple, basic things you can do. Yeah, that's the last, that's tip number 10 is basically just keep good records. And there's so many apps out there now. We'd be happy to share some of those with you if you came in and met with us. There's apps, there's programs on the computer, um, or there's just you know good old-fashioned notebooks or um, planning calendars that you can that you can buy and and, and set stuff in. Well, yep, you can do uh, checklists. Checklists are always really important. There's so many things for teachers and different occupations today for doing things, and uh, we're happy to share any of that information with you. Um, we have it as a requirement of employment for anybody who works here in the office, whether it's the law firm or USA Wealth Group or Lance Family Insurance Agency. Every employee working here must have their will, their trust, their estate planning documents done. They're done as a fringe benefit. They don't have to pay for it, but everybody here has it. We have to practice what we preach, don't we, Pete? We do, and it's a, a good a benefit for working here, that's for sure. And um, always know what you're paying for interest rates. Always think about purchases before you make them. Always consider how much money you're spending on Dunkin' Donuts, for example, a good company. It all adds up. Um, I went to a doctor's appointment over at the urgent care walk-in clinic uh, last week. I was there for an hour and a half, and the line at the Starbucks the drive-through line in the Starbucks, uh, right in front of the uh, the, the walk-in clinic, never got fewer than ten cars. It ka- was just ka-ching, ka-ching, yeah. Ka-ching. I was just sitting there watching all of these cars waiting in line for probably a good twenty minutes to get their latte or whatever at five dollars a pop, and thinking, "Oh my God, no wonder Starbucks is you know doing so well." So you know, one of my pet peeves, people, Peter, is having. Uh, Cars ride right on my tail when I'm driving. They think they're going to get there faster if they ride right on your tail. And I can't tell you how many times I'll have somebody on my tail, and they'll come up to the traffic light, and all of a sudden they'll turn to go into Dunkin' Donuts drive through Yeah. They're in such a hurry to get there. Well, I said earlier, it's really easy to lose track of how much you're spending, and that's why it's important to sit with us, and we'll go over your budget, show you how to save money, show you how to plan. But I said before also that it was my wife that likes Dunkin' Donuts. That's true. I don't drink coffee more than once or twice a week, and I just do it as sort of a, yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee. I don't understand the coffee addiction, and it's it's completely taken over this country. Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks are making money hand over fist. 
Well, here's some of the things that we can do here to help you. Number one, we want to ask you about your budget. We want to see what your income and your expenses are. And do you have a deficit in spending or do you have a surplus? If you have a surplus, then we need to talk to you about putting more money aside for retirement or for savings. Do you have an actual retirement plan? We'll help you create a retirement plan. Have you done your estate planning documents? We'll refer you into the law firm to do that. Do you have a tax plan? I wonder how many people take the time to realize that it's not even sometimes how much money that you make. It's how much money you get to keep. And the more you can plan for taxes means that you're going to keep a lot more. So we can help you in that area. That's a huge part of what we do is tax planning, both in the short term and the long term. It's not just about you know what you can do to you know not pay as much taxes on your your income tax return for this year or how to get more back if you're going to get a return. It's about the, the macro approach as well, the long-term approach. So, yeah, we, we handle all aspects of that. And as you get ready to retire, we want to help you create an actual income withdrawal plan so you know how much money you're going to need to spend, which goes back to your budget, and how much money are you going to have to be able to retire in the first place. So... The other thing, the last thing I want to mention today, Pete, very quickly, is that sometimes people will create something called a financial vision board. What do you want your future to look like? What are you going to do to get there? What steps are you going to take to plan? Sure. And some of that is, you know, actually writing out notes of things that you want to do and how to get there. Some of it, you can just cut out things from a magazine or print them from a website and put them up, things that, you know, you want in your life. Um, So there's different ways to try to motivate yourself. So as we close today, first of all, um, thank you, Pete, for your help. I think if we had to measure words, you probably gave out more words today than I did. Probably. I was, I don't know, a little bit more chatty than usual today. But as we close, ask yourself this question. What are you doing to protect your family? What are you doing to protect your money? If you're not doing something positive uh, to do those things, then it is important to take action. You can't do it by just thinking about it that someday I'm going to do these things. We are here to help you. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. And um, stay tuned for next week. Tune in next week. And thank you for listening to Money Wise. We always want you to be Money Wise.